Hitler's slab began to rise. And she didn't dress up. To my surprise, it was required. I don't know why you didn't. <laughs> I know it's, it's a shame we're on we're on video too. So we could have. There's no, uh, yeah, right. I dressed as a 45-year-old today. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. U.S. House candidate Tara Johnson's in studio. She brought candy. Just fun size, though. You're kind of one of them. Oh. You brought nothing. There's the mic, Tara, just so you know. And then do you, do you, okay. So either, okay, you're going to, you're going to half stand. Is that how you're going to do that? Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's just then you have to, you sh- you almost we should have a mic for you to like hold, so like you're on stage. Um, so Terry's gonna hang out with with us. We'll see how much like we can get accomplished today because a a lot of people are in their cars right now, so you mm-hmm. could probably hear a lot of ears because a lot of mom and dads are sitting While in their car. The door. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but hi, all- moms and dads. Yeah, hi. <laughs> I have voters of the third congressional district. Yeah, and and yeah, Tara's running for third congressional district. She is the former. You know, I was starting to do this, and then I got into listening to like Halloween songs on Monster Mash. Is way more. Yeah, so and then I was like, okay, let's do guests. some show prep. And then I was yes. like, wait, Tara was on not that long ago. If I just went down the line, but then my then my my document that I keep all my notes in locked up, and it won't. So well, now it's uh 20 years on the county board. Yeah. Cross County, nine of them as chair. Nine as chair, and you're the yeah. first ever female chair of the Lacrosse County Board. Is that a thing? Do you think it, evidently in right? 2011 it was. That's weird Someday though. Someday there we won't be marking firsts for women. It'll be a while, I guess, but we're still doing it. Well, we will until you're gone, and then we'll just remember her as the first ever. You yeah. no, but you I'm hold that in title. General. Are we really having to mark first? Yeah, you're going still? to have. I think you're going to have to sit because I think oh, you're gonna. Okay. Is that okay? Yes, I, I can pull. This. There's this chair too. If that I'll one's sit better, because right be I just Sorry. you need to like the rule is this. You have to go. Okay. Your first. How is this? No, is that that's better? great. Yeah, because okay. otherwise Sorry. I got to crank the mic. And Monster Bash is playing the background. Just see. Okay, so no, we have to we have to do the first for women forever because the longer we go. Without this, the more ridiculous it gets. Oh, so we're just doing it for ridiculous. Because what if you're the? Can I do this in Wisdom? You you would be the first female radio talk show host in Wisdom's 101 year history. Gosh. Because I don't I don't and I don't I have no idea. Like yeah. Brad might thunder in here because he's gonna remember. Oh, he's like, no, you there don't was remember a so and so. Right. So, yeah. but like we, I think we have to do that. And and then like first black, first Asian, yeah. first all that. Because the longer we go without one, and it's like, well, really? You would be the first female, third congressional, third U.S. House district right. representative. Right, right. Okay, and and you're one of five running at this point, right? Yes, there are five Democrats in the primary field right now. And three of them are women. Three are women. Are you like, dang it, I want to do, like, I need to be the only, like, you no, have an advantage. I think, no, <laughs> I, I really think... You know, for our party, we're a big tent party, and I genuinely think it's good to have a, a robust primary. It makes us better candidates. It engages Democrats more. I think it's good. When when running for House, and 
I will just say we can we're going to talk some nonsense too because I I sent you an article about can adults trick or treat? Oh yeah. And then I had and then all I did was think about this. Can when you go trick or treating, at what age? I guess the 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 question in the article was like at what age do you need to stop? And I I literally just saw a friend on Facebook post like, hey, don't give anyone crap that comes to your door to trick or treat. For whatever, even if they're in, even if their kid's not in a, an outfit, right, or a, mm-hmm. a costume, mm-hmm. but and then she said, I think she posted something like, and also uh, something about like they're not giving out free. Dr- Remember, like, do you ever see that when they when they talk about their they've laced the candy with oh. cocaine or I don't even know. Yeah, uh, it's just like yeah, people aren't giving out free drugs. That's not a thing. It's always yeah. it used to be a it used to be kind of a oh my god like when I was a I don't know what age. Be like, oh yeah, we got to be careful of our candy because it might be laced with drugs. Do you remember the days when you used to take it to the hospital and run it through the X-ray machine? Somebody posted in the comments yeah, like of her razor post. Razor blades, pins, just <laughs> sharp objects in general. Yeah, I no, mean I that, don't. that that was a thing for a while. And Has there ever been a razor blade in a piece of candy? Like that's probably yeah, happened I mean, it, once. I think it was also perhaps back in the day when people had homemade treats that they gave out for Halloween, yeah. you know, before the, there was a ton of packages. She, and she's small. pointing to the small size yeah, Snickers and M&M she yeah. brought in here. But I mean, they like, I remember as a kid, we used to have homemade popcorn balls oh, yeah, okay. or pretzels. So somebody somewhere was crazy and did the thing one time. Cause we'll see this at the dog park once in a while. Somebody would put something in a tennis ball or poison a, you know, and then oh, and then it's a thing. Yeah, they'll no. they'll like throw poison food. People are up. mean sometimes. Yeah, so it, it is sick. crazy, but they ain't putting drugs in your. <laughs> they no. ain't putting your drugs in your candy. No. This is a demented way to start out the the Halloween conversation. I wanted to have. I don't know why we. It gets more attention though, right? If we go dark and and dreary. Well, and I, to the issue of age, I mean, I think if there are teenagers who are knocking on doors to get candy, I'm going to give them candy because they're doing that instead of something potentially. Yeah either more dangerous to themselves or others, right? Like right. maybe this is just a way for them to be out in public and not be in some horrible situation in is, their house. Is this where you get or... political and go, and the candy is so expensive now, teenagers can't afford it, and, and minimum wage is too low. No, I'm not going to go there. I just think we need to be supportive of our youth, and if they choose to be out trick-or-treating, whether they have a costume on or not, I think it is a safe way for them to engage in community. And if your porch light is on, I hope that you are giving to anybody who comes and knocks on your door. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Tara Johnson is going to hang out this hour. If you have questions you want to ask her about, you know, just what's what's going on in the U.S. House of Representatives, what she's going to bring to the table. You want to ask her what kind of treats uh, she's getting out of, like maybe your, your husband's probably at home having that. If, if anyone up. comes, I know you don't live like in town or anything where there would be a lot of, neither do I. I have a hundred yard driveway. So what I did no is you just set the candy at the end of the drive and I'm going to run it over when I go home because I'm going to forget that there's a bowl of candy in the oh, middle of my driveway. You mean literally run it over. Yeah, I'm going to uh-huh. literally run it over. Mm-hmm. And then also I built a little snowman next to it. So there's Did you have enough snow to build Because a it snowed. Well, oh yeah, there's probably probably Maybe. almost an inch. I'm sure I'm sure there has been another snowy Halloween, but I remember when I first came to Lacrosse in 1993, it snowed on Halloween also. 1993, the yep. the day you came to Lacrosse. Well, it what wasn't a, the day I came. Oh, to okay. In July of that oh, year, sure. but I remember that my Your first, first year Halloween, in lacrosse was... Where'd you come from, though? 
I came here from Green Bay oh, okay. a couple of years at the Green Bay United Way, and before that, oh, that's right, a, a bunch of years at the Milwaukee United Way. That would be like it would be traumatic because it's not like it's never snowed in your life. No, but it'd but be traumatic if you came from like Florida and then you yeah. my first Halloween in Wisconsin and it snows and you're like, oh my god, what am I in for? Yeah. I'm moving back right away. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back after this with U.S. House candidate Tara Johnson. I stay away from that topic. Uh, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. In the studio with me is U.S. House Third Congressional, U.S. House Third District. I gotta either say House or Congressional, and I, I try to always say House because that's what you're running for in the U.S. House of Representatives. Tara Johnson's in here. We're gonna talk some politics, but we understand that it's Halloween and your kids are running around in costumes, and you're just sitting in your car, right? Is that? I mean, when is that what the parents do, or do you kind of I, you you want to go and take pictures? Yeah, I guess so. I think- they're I mean, only I'm gonna sure that happens. parents Older are only kids. gonna get like this conversation in like thirty second clips, right? So we have to keep every every talking every point we have thirty seconds because the parents gonna and then they drive to the next block, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then get out. I mean, little kids are probably walking them to the doors. Right? Yeah, they're getting out of the car. Parents are a little bit older. Kids, you know, they're more independent. They can just drop them off and let them, you know, knock on the doors on one block, one side of the block. And maybe pick them up and or help them cross the street or something. Yeah. And I threw you this article from Salon. How old is too old to trick or treat? <laughs> Leave the Halloween costumes to the kids. Yeah. And it's and we don't really have to get into like the details of the article. I think anyone can just kind of understand. But for you, for me, I don't care how old. If you come to the door, I'm just going to give you some candy. Like if you're not dressed up, I okay. If you're 40-year-old man, and you come to the door, I'm going to be a little like, uh... And if you say trick or treat, I'll be like, okay, that was yeah. weird, and that's how I'm going to think about it. But a, a different way to, to 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 kind of, I guess, approach this is instead of having adults or even too old of teenagers, 17-year-olds, trick-or-treating, what if there was a like designated, like, downtown lacrosse on... Like last Saturday night, mm-hmm. starting at 9 p.m., is adult trick or treating. But then you, or you make it a citywide thing. I don't know. Like, but you could downtown lacrosse. I'm just thinking that would be very alcoholic. Yeah. Like you would just get. What would you hand out? Right. But so, but if you made it a citywide thing, so adults could go house to house starting from, from like nine to 10 in the city of lacrosse, and it would be funny and they could dress up because a lot of people still like to dress up. Yes. I am not one of those people. Um, I get yelled at for that the other day. Like, Yo, you you don't dress up. I'm like, I'm kind of over it. Um, but then, yes, what what would you, off the top of your head, what would you, if if you're you're going to be at home handing out the candy? It'd be funny for if the adults. kids handed it up for adults. So you know they're you know it's this designated adult mm-hmm. time. You so, know, I'd, I'd probably hand out campaign lit this year. <laughs> just maybe pencils with my campaign. I know I used to website on it or something. Every we didn't do it. We did a little different on Friday. Trigoski, the political science professor, and I mm-hmm. usually do best and worst hand Halloween candies, and then best and worst, well, worst things you could get in your trick or treat basket. Yeah. And it was always mine is always like pencils, toothbrushes, dental floss, yeah, um, some other ones, but. But now, if now I was thinking like adult trick or treating, and everyone's gonna think mini shots like that would be condoms. Condoms, yes. Um, you could still go candy. You probably go yeah. full size candy bar if you're the cool parent or you the do, cool like, neighbor. Liquor filled candy. Oh, liquor filled, you know, like, yeah. Those are pretty popular at Christmas time, but you could probably get like are those literally? Do they literally? Ha- I guess. I 
think they're, yes, I think that they. Rum cherries? Is it actual rum? I feel like it's. Or just little chocolate bottles that have booze in them. Oh, yeah, you could go there. But I was thinking, like, if you, and now Tara Johnson, who's running for for the the U.S. House of Representatives, how. Well, we have a lot of inflation now. We could give up. We could now. We go back to pencils. Would be dumb because nobody uses a pencil anymore. Okay, pens. But we give out pens. We give out oh a tooth. Oh, thanks. You giving me a toothbrush? That's awesome. A a bottle of shampoo. A bottle of shampoo, and then and then you go deeper into this. And the the one neighbor because because I had a friend say, oh yeah, you give out like toiletries because you could when you go to the when you fly. when you go fly fly somewhere, you have to get like the smaller. Yep. I can't think like of what whatever ounce. the small travel size. Travel size. Yeah, yep. it is. I don't yep. know why I couldn't think of. It. I was thinking like bite size, fun <laughs> size, fun size shampoo bottles. So it's bars like of like soap. yeah, little bars of soap. You just you you whatever you stole from the hotel the last time you were there. <laughs> right. Like everyone has that yep. basket yep. under their sink, right? Yeah. So you start handing those out for adult Halloween, and I was thinking like, and now every every neighbor is we know this neighbor, right? The cool neighbor. So when your kids, when you were growing up, do you know what house gave out the full-size Snickers, the full-size yep. Kit Kats? Yep. So now, adult Halloween, you're the cool neighbor that gives out full-size full shampoo size? bottles. <laughs> Whoa, a full-size. I don't know. Bars of soap seem weird because I think we're outdated. I, I, I mean, some people probably still use bars so of soap, like, but like, wow. Wash or gel or whatever. Wow. The, yeah. the, the guy at the corner of, of Fifth and Main gives out full-size full shampoo. And shoulders. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and then Shouldn't be like, mentioning and Brand then, the, and then there's the weird neighbor that gives out body axe body spray and stuff like. That. <laughs> She's like, don't even go to that guy's yeah. house. I'm getting axe. What am I going to do with this? Um, and then, and then, as an adult on adult Halloween, you forget that there's adult Halloween, and now you have these people coming to your door, oh. and they're knocking on your door. And you're like, oh, crap. Okay, so now think of you're in your house. You're panicking. Yeah, what yeah. are you doing, Tara? I'm going to the pantry. Okay. And I'm probably getting, like, a jar of pickles. <laughs> a jar or of pickles. a bottle of barbecue sauce or a can of green now, beans do you do or it something. S- you know, like, just whatever's in the pantry. Do you do it selfishly, though, and go, hmm. Because I, I, definitely, like. I definitely have stuff in the pantry that's, that's a decade old. A yeah, de- yeah, yeah. I don't know about decade old, but definitely <laughs> outdated. Yeah, but for sure, if I have – I might even open up, like, a – uh, a package of oatmeal, you know, like an instant oatmeal, and just give a couple bags of that. Instead of the whole just box. not even the whole box. Right, you can't give a whole box. Oatmeal, though, a package of oatmeal. I feel like the the writing on it is is pretty vague. You wouldn't know, even know what flavor you're getting. You might oh. get, and then you're like, oh, I hope it's maple or whatever. It would be a surprise the next morning. Right. When it's you, a surprise. You know. Uh, Breakfast surprise. Uh, uh, one of those canned goods in the pantry that doesn't have the label on it anymore. So you're just yeah. getting a surprise. Surprise. A, yeah. a jar of pickles, a can of peaches. Yeah. Um, you could go a fresh. Of- you could go fresh here. You've got an apple on the counter, yeah. banana. Bananas yeah. would be like the most worst. prevalent thing, though, I think, yeah, for adult Halloween. Worse to throw into a bag, though, because by the time you get them out, it's all bruised up. You're not going to eat Oh, it. you think the banana is not going to survive? Apple, definitely. Apple, but apple's a little sturdier. Oh, you then a banana? You think so? Yeah, it's going to get banged around by all the bottles of shampoo that are in your <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's in, in right. Everything case. else. I was thinking the rest of it was candy. No, it's all. It's not padded. It's yeah, uh, no. it's getting destroyed by shampoo and whatnot. Yeah, and jars of pickles. Um, yeah, so I don't know. This would be a fun thing to do, I think, as a community. It would be interesting. I don't know if it'd be fun, but it would be kind of interesting. Like, hey, on the Friday night before or after whatever Halloween falls on, because everyone, 
it's weird next weekend. People aren't going to go out on Halloween. No. They might. The the lingerers that really love Halloween next weekend will I still def- be Halloween. Yeah, for adults, I definitely think it's the weekend before Halloween. Yeah, so, but it would be kind of fun if, like, the city of lacrosse did an adult Halloween. And you could do, like, games maybe, too. You know, like, not just, not, like, costume um, contests or whatever, but, you know, like, could you do, like, some kind of pumpkin tossing game or oh, yeah. pin the broom on the witch? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Those kinds of, I mean, that's a little the, lame, Yeah, but. the establishments downtown or or the city yeah. does, the city did the Pettibone Walk or whatever. I can't think of what it was called, the Pettibone Walk. And we see this all, this, all over yeah. the place, like yeah. uh, the haunted houses. But along with that, other places could do. Yeah, instead of uh, instead of bean bag toss or whatever that uh, bags, that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, w- well, instead of like, a bag, you throw a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, or you know, like those weird shaped gourds. Those would be harder to get in. Oh yeah, that would be. You'd have to have a really sturdy board, but you could figure out something else to throw it in or yeah, something. Yeah, you could come up with some fun games. I think. Um, you you brought a stat about Halloween costumes, like yeah. the nation. Is this this year? So, the, yep. This, so uh, they figured this out already. Well, no, no, I think it's actually from twenty twenty two. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know, but they. I think the um, the the stat was like. Halloween spending is going to, they project it will be at a record this year at $12 billion. Yeah. And then of that $12 billion, $700 million we will spend on pet costumes. <laughs> like costumes for our pets. Yeah. That's Not like dog costumes. Almost one-twelfth of the $12 billion we spend on Halloween will just go, and not even for pet treats. Like, I don't know, Halloween pet treats. That would be really drastic. But, okay, so pet costumes. And, and like, Superman, I think, is the number one pet costume. The, my <laughs> like favorite pet cavern. costume is, like, the little dog that has the spider outfit on. Have you ever seen this? Oh, yeah. And so it's like, it's scary. And then you let the dog run around town, and people are freaking out because it's a... Yeah. Um, the best videos I've seen, too, are the the kids will dress up as um, some of the scarier horror movie characters mm-hmm. like little Scream kid because all those movies that have little kids as scary characters are mm-hmm. the those are the scariest for whatever sorry women, sorry girls out there but all the the little girls like the the movie where he's i'm not gonna think of it um Exorcist? the twins the twins the two girls the twins Sybil? no no the where twins. they're they're in the hallway uh, he's they're at the resort jack nicholson Psycho? No. Jack, Jack, Nich- Jack Nicholas, Jack Nicholson, whatever his name is. I'm going to figure it out in the break. I have 75 people are going to text me. Um, but all these scary movies, the scariest characters are little girls. girls yeah. So the video I saw Possessed. was was Megan. It's a newer movie. It's like Megan, and then the G is a different letter. Um, but she's dressed as Megan, and she's sitting. At, she's standing in the casket at at like the the costume store, like the really popular. And she looks like a mannequin. Yeah. And then everyone's like, really- oh, wow, she looks really real. And then she like freaks everyone out. It's th- These are the greatest videos. That's, yeah. That's like, I did that once at um, uh, Madame Tassad's Wax Museum. Mm-hmm. Had like a parka on, really deep, long parka that okay. went way past my face. Somebody came, I was just standing in the corner of the hallway, and somebody came up. It was actually my grandpa. But he came up and looked at me, and I like popped my head out. <laughs> Very scary. Kind you know what's silly. scary is when so, you do that to your grandpa, silly. and I automatically think, oh, yeah. my God, heart attack. He did not have a heart attack, he did not I'm happy attack. to say. All right, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. We might talk some politics here in a minute with Tara Johnson, who's running for the 3rd Congressional District or the 3rd U.S. House District. She's one of five Democrats doing that. And, um, yeah, she's one of – and three of those Democrats are, are women. Mm-hmm. 
and they're all trying to unseat Derek Van Orden. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Tara Johnson's in the studio. She's running for Congress. She's running for the U.S. House of Representatives here in the 3rd Congressional District. So we did have, we did have, we could talk some politics as, as I, I'm sure a lot of parents are in their cars driving back and forth. So we're trying to keep it light, but also like we could do a little bit of business here. When, when you look at what's going on with the, the House of Representatives, I mean, we've, we have a speaker now. I don't know if we have a better speaker. That, like, I don't know if there is a such thing as a, as a good speaker when, in the eyes of a Democrat. But in my eyes, I, would be, I, I was like, you know, Kevin McCarthy probably wasn't worse. Is, is probably was better than whatever Mike Johnson proposes to be, just based on like when you, when you start digging into his history. And to be fair, I think some of his viewpoints could change, but, but he, he hasn't changed a lot of those viewpoints on, in, in, in the interviews he's done since. It is smart, though, by Republicans to take, just, just take someone unknown that's in the House and propel them to the top of the charts because you need like more and, and he's young, so you need like these young faces. I talk about this all the time. We need we need more people to come to the forefront. Bernie Sanders can't be the like forefront of the yeah. far left Democrats forever. And I get there's other. Now you have Frost, and now you have, you know, lots of progressive younger progressives coming up. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. so it is like you know, and Republicans need to do that too a little bit. And I would say some of them are running for president, and. But they're not going to win. They're not going to win this primary, which is. Right. I mean, look you, at Penn strapped out yesterday, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're they're going to thin out pretty quick. But I mean, I think the concern is how extreme. Like there, there is such extremism in that party, mm-hmm. and they have picked as their speaker someone who is very, very, very far right. Yeah. And you know, didn't want to certify the voted against certifying the election, had no trouble, talked about the insurrection being uh, tourists, you know, some tourists out of control. And I, I the even read national that he was, abortion a, ban. He was the architect of, yeah, you know, yeah, the overturning he, he, of the right? 2020 election. Yeah. I mean, very extreme views. And obviously hindsight now, you compare that to McCarthy, who was is a much more moderate Republican. Somewhat more. Well, and I had this conversation yeah. with William Garcia on the podcast uh, that came out on Monday. But Tom Emmer is a mm-hmm. is a congressional candidate, or no, he's a he's U.S. A, House member in Minnesota, Minnesota from Minnesota, and yep. he's not going to share any of the viewpoints that I have with with the national culture war issues. Mm-hmm. But he did certify vote to certify the right. election, right? And and well, I say like Donald Trump doesn't know who any of these people are. No, but, but then, that's his litmus test, but right? But when Tom Emmer comes to the forefront right. to be voted on for the House Speaker and someone goes, yeah, he voted uh, to certify the election. Right. And then, then Donald out. Trump's on his phone, right. on his True Social app, yep. and taking interviews as he comes out of you know his New York court case. He's literally taking interviews as wow. he comes out, out of there, and uh, which is just ironic in all the senses right. of the way. But, but then, uh, so he's out. Oh, you're, you're a more moderate Republican that might be the House Speaker. Who's, you know, got the normal views on some of the things that should be just like status quo. Oh, you're out because so. Right. And then and then when Mike Johnson comes to the forefront, 
at that point, I think the Tom Emmers of the Republican Party, if you want to, they kind of propelled him up there, but not maybe not in a good way for Republicans. But those people gave up, I think. Yeah. I think they gave up and said, we, we can't go. It's over three weeks now. We can't. Right, which is another indication of their sensibility and the lack of sensibility on those who won, on the, you know, the Mike Johnson group, caucus, mm-hmm. whatever, that part of the conference. Like, it is since we're on Halloween, this is scary stuff, right? It is scary that such extremism is being propelled and that moderation, like an Emmer, that point of view is being pushed aside. Yeah. Like, e- even with, I mean, th- there was some tug of war there, right? And it went, you know, Scalise didn't make it and Jordan didn't make it twice, right? Like that pushback was happening. Yeah. When, and when Jordan didn't make and it, then it, when Jordan didn't make it, I was like, oh, there's some sensibility here. Right. Because Jordan is the, you know, Captain Newsmax and I've got to get on all the right wing channels and spew mm-hmm. all the culture war stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then they were like, okay, well, we don't like him. So, but then they, yeah, they I mean, that was clear because his, his voting record is very similar to Mike Johnson's voting record. Right. They're like it the was same clearly guy. just, they didn't like Jim Jordan. Right. They are okay with Mike Johnson, <laughs> but they have the same voting record, the same right. background. And the entire Wisconsin Republican delegation voted for all of those extremists. No, they didn't. Yes. Oh, you mean the one who wasn't there? <laughs> Sorry, my bad. That's right. I this is the guy that you're running against. My member of, of Congress well, and, wasn't there. Well, his social media said that he would have voted for Jim Jordan, and then he would have voted for Mike Johnson. I, I, I can't pretend that I'm reading all the social media posts but because yeah. uh, they're tough to get through. But Derek Van Orden didn't, wasn't there. He was right. not present right. for the Jim Jordan votes, was not present for the Mike Johnson votes. Uh, he is present now, though. He's come back to the U.S. after his quote-unquote fact-finding mission. I mean, what do you what do you take? What do you make of that? And what do you use? What do you use that? Because as the U.S. House doesn't have a speaker, the the House can't do anything. Right. But then, including like continuing resolution for money to run keep the government running. Right. <clears throat> you know, I don't really have to take much of it. Like it, he is, um, his behavior and his unbalanced behavior and his bullying behavior is on such display. There's not much that we have to do with it because he is so well known for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it is scary. I'm going to keep using that word on Halloween. It's scary because I don't, it, it is not reasonable behavior. It's very hard to figure out why he thought it was more important to go and do that than the job that he got hired to do, which is to be there for votes. Yeah. It's almost like he doubled down because there wasn't long before that he was at some white house press briefing briefing on the Israel situation, whatever you want. Another bad behavior episode. And, and apparently he, you know, but what happens too with a lot of that is Democrats, are aghast by what he did and only Democrats will speak to it. There wasn't any cameras in the room again. So there's no, like you don't have this on film or they're not releasing it mm-hmm. film quote unquote. Um, so you don't get to see. And then it's just another, in my eyes, it's just another bunch of Democrats talking, saying how they saw what, mm-hmm. and then you hear Van Orden side of it and he's, and, and he's got his he day. Say? And he's, he's disgusted 
with the person that was giving the briefing. They that person doesn't know more than him, a Navy SEAL, right. a military vet, uh, uh, a a person that did three tours in the Middle East. So he he can claim all this stuff as his. And then if you align with him and you read what he says, you're like, yeah, what did? They, how would they know any better? Of course he's gonna yell at that person during the press briefing and I, however you yelled at him. We don't even know. We don't know how that went. But then, so it's not like anyone with, uh, you know, just like that can take a step back and go, this is actually what happened. Yeah. And it was, a, it's just Democrats saying this and Van Orden saying that. Yeah. I and mean, no other Republicans I, really speak out. I mean, I think, it, I, I, I think that's a fair case to make. But when you look at the track record, Incident after incident after incident after incident. Derek Van Orden bullies people. He behaves badly. Yeah, this, so it's not like this it's was not like the they're order. saying somebody else who was also in the briefing, a different GOP member of Congress, behaved this way. Right. The reason they say it about Van Orden, and I, I have to believe it's true, but the reason it gets said is because he has such a consistent track record of Terrible behavior, embarrassing behavior, disrespecting other people. I mean, you want to talk chain of command within military? He does not respect chain of command in in other places, right? Sure. For someone who has that kind of, you know, supposed military discipline and... Even if you go back to, well, it's, there's multiple incidents with, with yes. teenagers now, but if you go back to yelling at teenage teenagers in the... Library and Prairie du Chien. Well, the library is... And then at the, the Senate pages, pages, which if you right. say Senate pages, people don't understand what that is. But they're just teenagers, they're teenage kids. interns for the Senate is what you should call them. And then he's mm-hmm. he's he's yelling at them. There is video of that. But the, right. the and, and I'm sure all those kids have phone yeah. videos of him. But nobody wanted to release that because yeah. nobody wants their kids to be a part of this politi- right. national right. political right. story. But, but there it, are there are examples of this. So it's not like the White House press briefing on Israel was the only thing. Exactly. So it, it, it begs the question, did it really happen? It, I think there's a lot more believability. I don't, I don't believe it did not happen. I just, how Given his did track it happen? record. Yeah. So 608-785-7914 is the talk of text line. All right. We went really, we went really scary there. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not deep diving into a lot of natu- national news sources or issues. So when you when I have a U.S. House candidate on, it's almost like the the easy thing to do would be go abortion or so the culture war. It's not culture war, but it is like the national. It's the national things that that are at the forefront of uh, a U.S. House candidacy debate. But there's also like if you wanted to get into and we're speaking with Tara Johnson, she's running for uh, the U.S. House here in the third congressional district. But there's also like these other things that are going on in the house that I, I feel like, okay, the current rep doesn't explain what's going on or what he's doing, except that white house national briefing, those guys don't know anything on Israel. I'm going to go to Israel and be a journalist. That's what he did in Israel. In my, in my viewpoint is he posted on Twitter a lot about people he talked to in Israel Mm -hmm. that are going through tragedy, which is great. If you're me, Cause I'm a journalist, journalist. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm not so much a journalist on during the talk show, but other times, but then, but, but the, there are other issues. And then it's like, how do you get those across and how do you explain them? The farm bill is something Rebecca cooks running against you. She talked about that a little bit last week. We talked about farm bill. We talked about unions. 
But then it's like, well, how do you dive into that? And then also that gets kind of boring. Mm-hmm. But it's also, but I think it's more important and and is actually there can be a resolution there and actually can, uh, you know, you can see a difference in your lives with with some of the stuff that's going on. Farm Bill is like very. I'm going to have Derek, uh, Darren Van Von Ruden oh, on tomorrow, great. so he's going to help explain the Farm Bill to me tomorrow but like for you you're going to be voting if you're in the in the house on on something like this and then yeah. these are the issues that are minutiae that aren't fun but more important i well, think well i i don't know that they're just minutiae especially when you consider the third congressional district and how rural it is yeah. right like you have lacrosse you have eau claire stevens point but otherwise, it's a very rural Minutia was the wrong word. It's like yeah. very I mean, detailed or in the weeds. In yeah. the weeds, like yeah. literally. But for people like for Darren, it's not, right? For a lot of folks who live in the 3rd District, it, it it isn't too far in the weeds. It's really important Yeah, to it's their thing. And it's absolutely their thing. And, um, again, we haven't been well represented. And the votes taken have been more for corporate farming rather than, right. you know, family farms. So. It, 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 it does matter to a lot of voters in the 3rd Congressional District. And I would also say issues like unions, like abortion, are what I hear about when I talk with voters, right? Like, they absolutely want to know where I stand on that. You're and, right. you know, union issues, like, look at what's happened with UAW. They were successful in their negotiations. And I don't understand how unions are political I don't understand yeah, why Republicans have taken the be. non-union yeah. side. Yeah. yeah. Because just look at what Ford did with the UAW. And GM, I think, caved now, too. And now Tesla workers and, and some plants. Huh? Why do you say cave? GM cave to the, yeah. to the workers? Yeah. Why is that caving? Why isn't that just negotiating a fair deal? Because they why didn't want caving? to. Right? It yeah. took them. But it, but it makes business sense. I mean, the, the reason that they came to an agreement is because it it makes sense for them to have those workers in their factories building those. Well, you cars. see all the stats is like when Ford, Ford plants are shut down because they strategically went to yes. different Ford plants yes. and it was like Ford says they're going to lose. And I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but like yeah. $333 billion in the next year because, or the next three months because the workers aren't. Shut down. And yep. it's like, wow, $3 billion. Maybe you should just give that 3 billion to the workers then instead of sitting on your, your hands. That's why I say mm-hmm. cave. Cause they're, like, wow, you're costing yourself this much money because you don't want to just give your workers fair amount of pay that's equal to what their CEO, the CEO raises are and what's equal to what your profit margins are. Yeah. And corporations only, their profits are the only thing taxed. And when we talk about taxing corporations, oh, like, and that's political somehow too. I know, right? People paying their fair share, corporations paying their fair share shouldn't be political, shouldn't be partisan. Yeah. Political. It should not be partisan. You're absolutely right. I agree with that. And again, that so that's like, it's one of those national talking points, but mm-hmm. like you have to get into the yeah. weeds and then how do you localize it to this yeah. area? Yeah. Well, it's, and it's, I mean, my, my union stuff is first and foremost, I was an AFSCME member. So I was a union employee, my first job out of college working for the United Way in Milwaukee. And back then United Way and unions worked hand in hand because when you did the payroll deduction checkoff mm-hmm. for United Way to make that contribution, it came at the same time as union dues got taken out of your check. That that was, a, a, you know, kind of a broker deal so that sure. the unions got access to dues from, employ- from their members and United Way got payroll deduction contributions for the agencies that they were funding and mm-hmm. supporting, right? So long, deep history between United Way 
and organized labor, and that is my background. And I happen to be married to a guy who's got a 50-year IBEW pin, um, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. He's he's wearing his dad's 50-year pin okay. until he gets his at the Christmas party in December, right? Yeah. The holiday party. Um, so long history of union in my family. We raised our kids in a union household. That is... Um, has allowed us to have health insurance when Tim had a kidney transplant and a stem cell transplant, right? right? Like that insurance kept us from having a complete financial crisis, right? right. When those well, and, two, then, and, and we've gotten should, into, and we've yeah, gotten into this everybody before. Everybody should have that kind of health insurance, right? But the, and then that fight because, just seems like it never comes to fruition. Like the the idea that we're going to have where we don't have to live in a world where we have to worry about, oh, I'm going to have a heart attack yep. and therefore have to sell my house to pay for yep. the surgery. Yeah. So, or I only have insurance because I'm employed somewhere. Right. Because it's tied to my... But again, those are like yeah. top of the mountain talking points. Yeah, but they're... And it never seems to like go anywhere. Union, the union thing is like, well, as a, you know, we got a couple minutes here. As a house rep, how do you support unions in Washington? Like, what does that look like? Well, I th- I think it's talking about them first of first and foremost. And when we have a deal like was struck in 2008 during the recession, and we were at giving money to car building corporations, sure. the employees took it in in the shorts, right? Like so, structuring legislation or handouts to businesses yeah. to build the economy back that you will recognize unions, that you will negotiate fairly with them. I mean, you can absolutely structure legislation that is helping the overall economy that is tied to valuing and supporting organized labor. Yeah, I, I will say like the, the I, we should, the bottom tier of workers, the bottom pay scale of workers or whatever, however you want to describe that and the top scale like there, there should be a, a linked percentage there where because we see that percentage of the the CEOs wages yeah, four hundred sixty one times that yeah and and the percentage worker. since like the eighties has gone through the roof their pay has gone up five hundred percent and workers pay has gone up twelve percent right and it's right. a like can we bring that number closer together and is that the responsibility of the federal government you know so is the and then how is that the responsibility yeah but that's really getting into into the weeds on certain things. Um, and then it's like, and then, and then reel that into the third congressional mm-hmm. district. Well, so. I, I, it, people are talking about it and people are asking about it for sure. And then can we make federal legislation that would start a national holiday, 9 PM, the weekend, bef- the Friday before Halloween adult trick or treating. Can we do that? We'll call Is it the that, Rick Solom bill. <laughs> the Rick Solom bill, adult, <laughs> adult trick or treating bill. That's Tara Johnson. She's running for. The third congressional district, the third U.S. House district. He's one of five Democrats running against. Uh, we'll see. I don't know if anyone else is throwing in their hat. Um, if people want to uh, yell at you about certain things, where do you like them to go? Tara for Wisconsin. Is it F O R? F O R. Okay. T A R A F O R. Tara for Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. All right. Thanks, Tara. Thanks, Thanks everybody Rick. for listening.